It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in to Jobbing Out, episode number 124. 124. Anybody? That many, how many phone calls you've had to deal with today? <laughs> Pretty similar. Actually, no, but it is me-centric. It's how many minutes the internet was out of the office with nobody doing anything about it. We were supposed to record today at 12.45, which you will understand was actually a problem because on this week's show, I'm Glenn, that's Aaron Brandon, and he's... The main event. Vent, 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 Our buddy AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank, is back with us. Who hot And uh, when we talked about what times we could do today, AJ said, well, maybe I could do 1245. But AJ, the problem with 1245 was going to be that you would be. Well, the problem ended up being kind of pissed me off is that like I, you know, you told me that we were going to go at 1245. So I woke up at 12, you know, I'm saying 40 just for you guys, you know. And then you told me that we couldn't record. So well, that, you know what though—that makes sense. Since I just had to selfishly go play yeah. FIFA for three hours. God, getting ready for this. Terrible. What a hero! Uh, by the way, that makes sense. Of course, considering AJ is the member of the cast that lives on uh, the West Coast, out in Las Vegas, that makes sense that he wouldn't be uh, <laughs> <laughs> until twelve forty-five. Aaron, uh, let's let's be clear. Aaron can do any time because. Aaron has nothing going. Damn, damn, he's back. He's back. By the way, AJ called me last night at what time? What was that? Eleven thirty that you called me? And I yeah, I was I was up for another six hours after that. Yeah, I picked up and he said, "I knew you'd be up. You've got nothing to do." (laughs) I said, technically, technically, I said. I knew you'd be up, you degenerate. Oh, I did. I no, no, you're right. That's true. That is exactly what you said. You did say it that way. And then I said, no, I have to work for a living. I'm like some of us who just post TikTok videos all day. Uh, hey, he plays FIFA too. That's right. Post TikToks and play FIFA. Um, you got a big show. This Sunday, Hitsville, USA, coming to you live from the Sausage Castle. We got the Hitmakers taking on Chris Bay and Leon Ruffin. We got a deathmatch championship match between Kylan King and Sawyer Wreck. Uh, we have multiple really cool things we're doing, including the Who Knows Who's Coming Battle Royal, which will be full of social media influencers, professional athletes, and professional wrestlers. And you never know what's going to happen at one of these Sausage Castle shows. I mean, Can you name one of those professional athletes? Uh, his name, you may have heard of him. His name's Brent Grimes. Who? What does he do? He's a four-time NFL Pro Bowler. He played defensive back for the Dolphins, the Falcons, and the Buccaneers. And that's... Now, what? Now what is... 
NFL. The NFL. National Federation of Lacrosse. Yes. <laughs> so, like, is he was he good? I mean, he went to four Pro Bowls, which is four more than probably ninety nine percent of oh. people that have ever played football. Oh, that's that is. Uh, I mean, I. I don't know anything about him, but he sounds nice. I mean, he sounds like a nice fella. I wish him well in his. I hope he makes something of his life now in professional he's wrestling. He's actually coming over. He's actually coming over today because uh, he's on my uh, soccer team. <laughs> Hang I, on a uh, second. Hang on a second. It's time for AJ's life is different than yours, and now to tell us how his life is different than yours, here's AJ. So uh, you know, I play on a <laughs> soccer team. Um, and you know, I am the target man striker. Um, you know, I'm a goal scorer. I'm, I got fancy footwork. I set my guys up. We do some good things. Yeah. Um, and one of the people on my team is the aforementioned Brent Grimes. Who? Who, uh, once again, a four-time NFL pro bowler. Huh. Um, and he's, uh, currently on his drive up to Orlando. There was a guy named Brent Grimes who was once on the Jobbing Out show, and I didn't really, I didn't know anything about him, but he seemed like a nice fella. Do they know each other? Yeah. They're, they're, they're the same person, actually. No. It's Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. <laughs> yeah. That can't be possible. Why wouldn't you Einhorn have, is Finkel. Why wouldn't you have told Finkel us that this guy Einhorn. Why wouldn't you have told us that he had accomplished something in his life? I feel like... You, you would have thought that would have came up yeah. in the conversation. Weird. You still a savage? Still the grimy savage. Dude, so I'm, one, imagining what it's like for defenders when they look at you barreling down a soccer pitch and they have to make a business decision about just how much they want to attempt to defend you coming at them. My favorite thing, and it was funny, I mean, it's not funny because it was like, uh, it was a girl. And the funny thing is, like, the guys, the guys are like, don't even try. Yeah. They're like, like size me up or do anything like that but the girls are like the girls are like i'm gonna run through this big bastard (laughs) so like obviously i'm not gonna run a girl over because it's just in poor taste um but like i think they will like i think that gets you canceled i'm pretty sure actively like dip their shoulder into me and then like bounce off and i'll be like what what are you what are we trying to do here like what are we what are we doing i believe it's called flirting i think is is what the term <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of couple beautiful ladies in hey, this league for sure. hey. uh but uh yeah it's uh it's a good time and uh the reason he's coming up is we're starting our third season on this new team that we joined two seasons ago this team had been around for years they had never won a championship and ever since me and bg joined the team nah. they're back-to-back champs uh, we're going for a three-peat, so uh, you know, I think season the, starts tonight. I think the mistake I made is you always said that this, and remind me what, what his name is? Brent Grimes. I feel like you always told me he was a football player, and I, I didn't realize you meant the European football. Mm. And yes. now I think I get it more that he's successful, and I just didn't know about him because that's more popular in other parts of the world, so... But you know, please apologize to him on my behalf that I wasn't oh, aware. I, I'll make sure that uh, he knows. You know, I'll make sure he knows. I, I really like that guy. He couldn't be a better. He was—he's such a good sport about the bit too. By the way, like, <laughs> yeah, like my God, could there be a more accomplished person that was like, no, 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 I'm totally fine with you. No selling the ever-loving f out of me. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, what bit? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, exactly. we did a different bit. <laughs> we did a different bit. 
All right. Um, so that's so Hitsville is. Are there still tickets available? Yes, there are, and um, I mean, the show can't really sell out because it's private property. So there's no like just put as many people as you. Yeah, so, but it's almost like, full. Is what you're saying? Oh, it will be full for sure. Like, right. uh, like there won't be seats. I know that there will be people standing. I know that. Oh, that's so, awesome. and the thing about SCW is first come first serve on the seat. So if you're there early, you get first row. You know what I'm saying? There you go. And uh, some not just not just Frankie Baby, but other uh, stars of uh, stage and screen that you'll be able to see. Yeah. So Hootie Miles will be in attendance. I've Brianna Brent will be in attendance. I've heard of her. Chris Bay will be in attendance. He's dashing. will be in attendance. Uh, Brian Idol will be in attendance. Deimos will be in attendance. Teal Piper will be in attendance. Uh, Sawyer Wreck will be in attendance. Uh, Kylan King will be in attendance. Uh, there's a lot of really good people that are going to be on this show. And the cool thing about SCW is, like, the show starts at 9 o'clock, but, like, really, like, you're there for the party. Like, the show is only three matches. And the good thing about this one is that, like, uh, I have enough people in the Battle Royal that I'm actually, like, usually I only have, like, 10 to 15 people in the Battle Royal, but so many people wanted to be in the Battle Royal that uh, um, I'm actually going to be able to run it like the Royal Rumble. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> That's dope. Oh, that's dope. So I'll probably still, so that it's not an hour-long match like the Royal Rumble, I'll probably still start with like ten people in the ring, but then I'm gonna be able to, uh, I'm be able to send them out one by one, bro. That's awesome, man. Oh, that's or, cool. or you could just do it every like fifteen seconds and say it's two minutes. Oh, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna say I'm definitely gonna do the gimmick where it's like. Every two minutes, somebody, and it's every 45 seconds. 100%. <laughs> and who's going to know? Just start counting. All we want to do is count down. We're rubes. We just want to count down to something. That's what we are. Well, that's dope. Uh, Hitsville coming up um, Monday, correct? That's No, Sunday. Sorry, Sunday. Sunday, yep. July 3rd. Yes. Right into uh, America's birthday party. Um, and uh, it's going to be a good show, man. Like, SCW is not like anywhere else in the world, bro. So it's like. That's awesome. It's uh, it's it's one of one. All right, let's get to it. We'll make some picks coming up on Saturday night. Money in the bank. A- Aaron, are you going? Uh, that is the plan as of now. Oh, that sounds non-committed. <laughs> that sounds like maybe. So I was I was supposed to go out and go with Aaron, but then I had the lacrosse. I don't, you know, maybe I shouldn't talk about that right now. <laughs> I'm still doing it. I mean, that's the reason why I can't be there. Um, but sa- Saturday night in Vegas at uh, it's at MGM, correct? Yes, MGM Garden Arena. Right now, six matches on the card. Obviously, that includes the two Money in the Bank matches. As always, should win, will win is how we will pick them. Let us begin for the tag, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, the Usos against the Street Profits. And AJ, we will begin with you. Um, you know, I've always been a Uso guy. Uh, Aaron will attest that I was a Uso guy back when they had rainbow face paint. Um, back when Aaron didn't believe in the Usos. Um, <laughs> You did I, not. I believe, I believe he well, hated hold them. On, hold on, I didn't believe your exact words were these guys are the next tag champs, and I said no, they're not the next tag champs. And that now was, they're just probably the the greatest tag team in WWE history. Hmm. Hmm. 
seems like somebody got awfully quiet over there. Seems like somebody... they're great, but they weren't the next tag champs. Yeah, right. What? So, uh, but uh, hey, know, at least Aaron was right about all of the other predictions he made. At least right. he got all of those correctly. Like, I'm a, you know, I, to answer the question, I am from the streets and I am a prophet. Oh, so, oh. Uh, I'm gonna rock with the street prophets. Wow, wow. Should and will. Should, no, I think that the Street Profits should win. I would not be surprised if the Usos did, in fact, win. But um, I think that would, you know, start because Roman's going to be back getting ready for the SummerSlam run. That would be a good way to, like, make it so that, you know, there's beef between the Usos and Roman going into SummerSlam so that Roman's quote unquote on his own versus Brock. And then obviously the Usos come out to help Roman beat Brock at SummerSlam. Uh, makes a lot of sense. And by the way, I am I'm the same. I'm should Street Profits will the Usos. At, at some point, you just can't keep doing the same thing. There's got to be something fresh about it. Um, I, I've thought the Street Profits have deserved far more. I think we all agree that they are special performers. Um, but ultimately, it, it just sort of feels like let's default back to the Usos until we kind of figure out what we're really doing. So... Um, I'm with you. Should Street Profits will the Usos? Yeah, my only hesitation on should Street Profits is like now that you have the single unified tag titles, I'd really love a, a real, real strong, ch- you know, a, a three month long chase leading up to it. And that's the my only hesitation on the should in this moment. Like if the Usos got away and the Street Profits continued to chase them till SummerSlam, all for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Street Profits deserve it, but it will be the Usos. This isn't quite the right time. Yeah, I th- I mean, the should is weird for me because the should in context of the show isn't the Street Profits. Like, the should the should is Street Profits need to do this at some point. But, the like, like, they should, but not right now. And so I don't even think they're the should. I think the should is... The Usos and the will is the Usos because this needs to be more of a moment. It needs to be more of a build. It needs to be we need the context of what it means within the bloodline because they're the thing keeping the bloodline on TV right now. Uh, them and, and someone else um, sort of. So like you know I think that's the just for that reason it should be and will be them. Um, but yeah. That's that's where I'm at with it. Should and will Usos. All right. Next up, let's go to the let's go to the women's championship match. Let's talk about Ronda Rousey and Natalia. Uh, I will be up first. I think we all know the answer is will Ronda Rousey. I don't think there's any debate about that. I think the should has never been more clear. Natalia has utterly embarrassed Ronda Rousey. Like. I, I don't know how Ronda Rousey shows her face with how Natalia has undressed her on social media in recent weeks. Like, this has been one of the most incredible social media ass-kickings I've ever seen in WWE history. It's not going to change anything because one of these people is Ronda Rousey, so it won't matter. But my God, I, I, I wish that it was the type of thing that could extend to television because it's been so unbelievably good and has gotten so much attention in that world, I wish they had the ability to sort of say, hey, maybe we could tap into that in some sort of way. But they don't. The answer is Ronda Rousey. 
Yeah, it's one of those things where I can't believe that they were okay with Natalia saying all those things on social oh media. Oh my god. It, it's actually truly incredible that she hasn't gotten punished at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on with you. Like, it should be Natalia. No, we all know WWE would never punish somebody for what they say. No, never. <laughs> never. Of course, we all we all say this now, and then at the uh, pay-per-view, there's going to end up being a 30-second squash match. That right, we're gonna be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah, okay, that's, maybe there is a punishment coming. That's what coming. it was, right. Um, but yeah, Natalia's been awesome. Ronda hasn't been awesome since returning and uh it should be Natalia, but it will be ronda listen like i mean there's a couple things here first of all the social media thing has been unbelievable and ronda's got a couple shots in but natty's just destroyed her pretty much um and I, the match is going to be really good and, and one thing that we haven't you know that we talked about i think at the onset of Ronda's return and we haven't talked a lot about recently because there's been so many other things that take took our attention on the show is that Ronda's been having some pretty awesome matches lately like she had a great match with Shotzi she had a great match with uh Raquel um so I expect this to be a lot better than maybe a lot of people are thinking and they're, they're dumb for not thinking it'll be good um but yeah it's it's Listen, you can say the should is Natalia, but come on. Like that's I, no, no, not no. The I stand by it's not you're you're saying that. No, not at all. This should you should be capable as a wrestling company to recognize what's going on and say, we can do something with this. And Yeah, but I don't I don't agree with that. I, I think the should is that the, the right mechanism here is that Rhonda's the person that's gonna get cashed in on at some point. And so you can't take the title away because that is what you're going to need that. No one's cashing in on Bianca. You're going to have them cash in on Ronda because she's the monster, right? Like, she's the person that you're going to build, I think, to a Ronda. I don't know Becky. about that. Yeah, I'm not as convinced I, of that I, as I you do are. Think, I don't think you can do Becky Bianca again. I think you have Becky. Well, we'll get to that. But I think if, particularly if Becky's the one with the briefcase, it's going to go to Ronda, I think. Um, but anyway, so I think the should and will is Ronda. AJ, um, can we talk? It's it's crazy to me. I remember when Ronda first came. That like Ronda, her promos were so good. Like she did so many good promos in that first initial run when she was the champ. Mm -hmm. Like until the, until the end of it, until the yeah, end of that run. Yeah. But that was just you know that was just the and, fact. and even those promos were okay. They were just they, weird. It was they were okay, but it was also she was just promoing against Charlotte and Becky, two of the best female promos in the history of the business, right? So, like, that has a little bit to do with it, too. But, like, before that, like, her promos were so good. And now, like, I haven't seen uh, all her promos, but, like, the clips that people kill her about on social media, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, There's nothing geez. there. There's nothing there. So it's like, I don't know how that... I don't know how that happened, whether they just changed who's right them or if she just, I don't know if she just lost some confidence along the way. I'm not sure, but like. There's there's definitely an element of that, I, I think. She was so good. Because like, you could, AJ, you could see it in her matches too at first. Like when she first came back, the matches were the same thing. Like there was a little bit of, like like you said, lack of confidence. Rust. Yeah, exactly. But, but I think combined with a lack of confidence or, or a struggling with confidence we'll say 
And here's the thing, though, the, cra- the craziest part of all is the fact that she's definitely going to win this match, right? Like, even though Natalia may have eviscerated her on social media and in promos and in the, the bits leading up to it, she's going to win this match. But I heard an interesting fact that I never even realized and considered. Do you know that Carmella is the only woman to hold the Money in the Bank briefcase longer than 24 hours? Yeah, I, I was yeah. talking about that last week, yeah. That is crazy. And, like, I never really t- considered that. Like, it never really crossed my mind that that's happened. But, like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially since we were there when she cashed it in. But also, like, how about the fact that, like, maybe they do it again? Like, maybe the – maybe Becky wins Money in the Bank, cashes in on Ronda same night, and you get Becky Ronda at SummerSlam? It's possible. Like, I, I think the position, if the money in the bank, if the women's money in the bank match is like the first or second match, it's 100% getting cashed on, in on. It tends to be. Whichever the, person. It depends to be the way they do things. You're right about that. That, that tends to be the case. Let's, let's stay on the women's side, and we'll, we'll go through all three of them uh, consecutively here. Then let's go to the other championship match, which, which is Bianca and Carmella. Aaron, you're first. Uh, shouldn't will, Bianca. I'm not going to give this too much time. Okay. Same. So will Bianca. Same Yep, uh, that makes it a clean sweep. So now on to the women's Money in the Bank match, which is set. Lacey Evans, Alexa, Liv, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Brandon, you're up first. I think, first of all, this <laughs> the competitors in this make me really excited for the match because it, it feels kind of fresh. You've got a lot of fresh faces in this that – haven't participated in something like this before, or at least haven't. This combination just feels really fresh to me. Um, I ultimately think, you know, and again, this is probably like maybe too obvious or whatever. It's, it's nothing to do with what you're talking about, but I just love when old, the older white generation says words like fresh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love the fact that Brandon just got labeled as the older white generation because God, it's true. <laughs> it is true. I'm not that old. Bro, I am very white. Bro, we're we're all in the same boat, my friend. Yep. Once once you're, once you're over 30 years old, you're old, man. I'm 32. I'm old. Like it's okay. We're all old, bro. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Painfully white. So we all know Lacey Evans, but no, I'm just kidding. Um I I to me, like, listen, I would love to make a case for something different. I feel like this is just so much about Becky Lynch and it, and maybe that's why they did that on raw. So we don't think that, and then someone else is going to win, but I, I just can't, I, I can't make myself pick anyone else. I'm going to say the should is probably like an Alexa bliss or maybe even, um, uh, you know, cause they kind of toyed with her. Like they're pretending like you, you could make an argument. Maybe they're just pretending that she's a face right now. You know what I mean? Like there's there's something going on there. But uh, I, I. First of all, I just realized that there's only two heels in this entire match. I'm looking at this Shotzi, I guess, technically is a heel and Becky is whatever. Everybody well, what's else Lacey. Yeah. We don't know, but they've <laughs> they've been portraying her as a face. They they they, they anyway. I, I don't know. I just think the should is probably somebody new. 
but I think Becky Lynch wins. AJ? Um, I agree with Brandon that I think Becky Lynch is going to win. Um, but I genuinely think, like, this is how you bring Alexa Bliss back. Like, this... this I, I agree. Yeah. This is how you bring the Alexa Bliss before she got in with Bray Wyatt, which I love what she did with Bray Wyatt, but obviously the whole situation kind of soured once, you know, she split and then he got released and it was just a whole thing, you know? Um, so like, I obviously think that she has been a talent for the company that has performed very well in the ring on the mic for years. And there's, she's already won the money in the bank. And a lot of times we see it in like the Royal Rumble when there's not a clear cut new person that should be the winner of the Royal Rumble. They just give it to somebody who's won it before to like keep the prestige of it and limit it to the amount of people that have done it. And I can easily see them doing that with the money in the bank and having Alexa Bliss win the money in the bank again. Um. I, I like everything about that. The should, however, should be obvious because it's a conversation that started six and a half months ago, um, and we talked about it then. This should be Liv Morgan's moment. E ever since that main event on Raw and that banger of a match she had with Becky Lynch, we talked about the complications of what was coming in the next few months and that they couldn't distract from what needed to be done with Bianca Belair. Well, they still have something they need to do, which is they still need to pay it off. Becky Lynch, I, I get what you're saying, and I re we referenced this a week ago, that they, they were leaning way too more too much into the, like, she can't win, she can't win. She's Becky Lynch. You're, you're, you, there's somewhere you're going with that. Um, but Becky Lynch doesn't need to win anything to be in a championship match. She can be in a championship match by just showing up and being Becky Lynch because she's Becky Lynch. That's the way that it works. But Liv Morgan within kayfabe doesn't get that. This, the should to me, should be obvious. Becky Lynch gets back into the title match, beats Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam, and then Liv Morgan cashes in at the end of that match and becomes women cha women's champion. That, to me, is beautiful, dating all the way back to December. Do I think they'll do that? Of course not. Of course I'm with you. I think that they'll have Becky Lynch win the match because they're just going to insulate around what they know, what the known stars are, and so Becky Lynch wins. Yeah, I'm going to take that a step further with Liv, and you know, I, I have no problem with your picture of SummerSlam, but one thing I want, going and going back to what AJ said, uh, I'd like another at least somewhat lengthy briefcase run here. Um... With Becky, if Becky wins it and we get past SummerSlam, we're going, wh why the hell isn't she cashing in? She's Becky Lynch. This is ridiculous that she's not cashing it in yet. And she probably gets title matches in between there somehow because, you know, that's how it works And when you're Becky Lynch. If it's Liv Morgan, she could carry it through the fall. She could carry it into the winter and, and not have cashed it in yet. And it's something interesting. It creates compelling uh, storyline there. And then the just kind of how she uses it. Is she going to use it against a heel? Is she going to use it against a face? What exactly is she? Because Liv Morgan, while we like her right now, could very easily go back to being a heel and, and wouldn't bat an eyelash against it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the should is Liv Morgan for a number of reasons. 
I do wonder about the will, though, about Becky Lynch. I mean, here's the thing. If if it's an instant cash-in, it's Becky Lynch. If it's a longer one, I feel like Alexa Bliss is a little bit more likely. But, um, yeah, I I probably will say that it will be Becky Lynch and it will be a fairly quick cash-in. Next. Let's do uh, Bobby Lashley next. How about that? Bobby Lashley against Theory for the United States Championship. And I believe we're back to AJ first. Um, This is tough, man. Because Bobby Lashley has looked like a killer yep. for a very long time now in WWE. Um. Is Theory going to get the rub of beating him when Omos couldn't even get that rub at WrestleMania? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he could get it. I think he, it wouldn't be that he doesn't deserve it or anything like that. But I don't know. I feel like he has to because all signs are pointing towards Austin Theory, John Cena for the U.S. title at SummerSlam, right? Well, they definitely pointed to the two of them. Will it be for the U.S. title or not? I feel like it wouldn't have to be, but like, isn't like what what re, what was the biggest part of John Cena? No, no, career? well, not the biggest, but certainly. You, no, the, the, I mean, the, in the, I'm talking about in the last. Yeah, and, and and there's no doubt the biggest thing that's ever happened to the U.S. Bell. We 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 just had this conversation last week, AJ. I'm with you that there's something you can do it. it if this was if Austin Theory held the Intercontinental title belt, the answer would be very easy. You have him drop that because there's no reason why John Cena would be going after the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. Because specifically it's the U.S. Championship and because John Cena d- tried to revive the U.S. Championship, you absolutely... the greatest U.S. champion in, in title history. Right, correct. And that was also the first belt he won, which I think is also you know something that gets overlooked a little bit. Just the 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 spinning yeah. U.S. title is a great image. So it's like I want to say theory, so that we can get theory versus Cena at SummerSlam, because if Austin Theory beats Bobby Lashley, even if it's cheap, even if it's a roll up, even if it's a eye gouge low blow roll up, yep. like mm-hmm. it's still a win over Bobby Lashley, and that would be a reason for John Cena to come face him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but it's. But Bobby Lashley lose it? Yep. I don't know, man. That's <laughs> really interesting, right? Yeah, no, you're like, touching. This is actually really interesting. You're, you're literally touching on everything, and like, there's, 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 there's the other. Then there's the next step of this: is do we really want Bobby Lashley to be the United States champion? Because yeah, the truth do. is, I do. okay, but I think that's beneath him, frankly. Now I well, get but it. Here's the thing: there's nothing above I, him. I right understand. Now. With there, with there not being two belts, you'd say, well, he kind of has to be the U.S. champion, but. Th- these are just adding more layers to this. At this point, I believe the U.S. Championship should be below Bobby Lashley. I, that's how highly I think of Bobby Lashley right now. I think Bobby Lashley should be in far I bigger conversations. Like, I, I, I'm... Can, wait, can I make a good case for Bobby Lashley as a U.S. champion? Sure. Guess what would happen if he was the U.S. champion in November? In November. If he was the U.S. Bobby champion. Lashley versus Gunther at Survivor Series. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> give me that. Well, you know, and of course that can't happen uh, any other time because Survivor Series is the one, one time, one time. Oh, where yes. you see the interaction between the one um, time a year. One time, one time. Oh, 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 year. Um. 
AJ, I'm in a really weird place with this one too, bro. <laughs> like, I think ultimately I'm going to default to theory shouldn't will win. I think I am going to come to the place of, you know, if you're doing this with John Cena, there's something poetic about the U.S. championship being at stake. So I guess I'll end up defaulting to it. But my affinity for Bobby, Bobby Lashley, who I truly believe should be in the star, I think we should be treating Bobby Lashley the way that we do treat Brock Lesnar. I get it, Brock Lesnar was the, the UFC heavyweight champion, but we all know there was a bit of a wink and wink, nudge, nudge to that. Like, he got a bit fortunate as to when he arrived, who the champion was, and I'll how he was... Spot. What's Bobby that? Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, MMA fight, who wins? Today? Bobby Lashley. Like, I, I mean this with all due respect. I I audibly gasped looking at Bobby Lashley after did it did either any of you guys notice that John Cena didn't look great when he took his shirt off and I mean that by like John Cena standards right like not by any other human there's pictures of me in a speedo currently on the internet he looks great in comparison Bobby Lashley looks like an alien Bobby Lashley well, yeah. <laughs> looks like the most insane thing I've ever seen and Bobby Lashley doesn't turn red the moment he does anything physical the way that Bo- that Brock Lesnar does at this point um well I can I mean I'm allowed to say this none of you can say this but there's a reason why he doesn't turn well, red. thank you thank, <laughs> thank you thank you no I I needed you to do that and I greatly appreciate you doing wait but wait what's the reason uh, it's because he has a darker pigmentation. That, that's so the reason. So you can't really see the oh, blood rusting to the surface. You can't see it. He looks... It is, so it is a fair point, though. Brock Lesnar looks like he's going to pass out. I, it's like, uncomfortable, dude. I'm not kidding about it. Every time... Maybe this is because of the things that I've dealt with, like when I had seizures, and now like I've got this syncope thing that i got to check on. I watch Brock Lesnar, and it's not like watching Shane McMahon, where, like... My God, you you feel sorry for the human that's being asked to do these things. It's just he's he's not the the peak physical no. specimen we're used to. No, he's not any longer. Bobby Lashley is insane. Bobby Lashley is all of the things that we've used to describe Brock Lesnar. He's not real. Like it's we've I've never seen anything like this with Bobby Lashley, and he looks better now than he looked ten years ago or fifteen years ago. I've never ever seen this in a human being um that's the craziest is bobby lashley's not just he looks better than ever right now yes yes it's, it's insanity. not even a question and you know what do you know what else is funny there's there's also a little like under the radar changes that they made that accentuate that like the clothing that he wears is different and it makes him some, look some cooler. of his poses and stuff it's, right like he if you go back and watch um, right, even right when he returned, to be honest, like right when they either right before he left or right when he returned Bobby Lashley, WWE, there is something cheesy about him that that did not push him over the, the hump. And they fixed that on this last. And I don't even know when it started. Is it like probably the day that they it put in with MVP? He started. It started when he won the U.S. title and was with the Hurt Business. That's what yes. That, well, the, the day why, that MVP started being with when, him. That's why when Glenn says, "Well, I think the U.S. title is beneath him," I understand what you're saying. Yes. But like, let's not forget the reason why we feel right. this way about Bobby Lashley now is because of it his. Started, I get it, and it's fair. It's fair to point that out. I just, dude, I think so highly of Bobby Lashley right now. Like, I think he should be elevated above. 
almost anyone within professional wrestling because there is no one that looks like him. There is no one that uh, he's it's and it's not just his physical. He's both the most physically imposing human being I've ever seen and maybe the best looking person I've ever seen. Like when he smiles, he looks like a goddamn movie star on top of everything else. I I I don't maybe I just realized I'm a homosexual. Like I don't know what's <laughs> happening in here. But they but they they definitely need to keep uh the the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the edge to him going and I think they have they like the stuff they do with the entrance and like all that stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. Now oh, Brandon, just make you want, some... you think Bobby Lashley be more urban. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like <laughs> he was kissing babies and shaking hands in the old the old run and it just wasn't when he started doing the hurt business stuff and they presented him this way, it hit so much harder. And I think the stuff they do with the lightning bolt I think the thing they do with him on the posing stand at the beginning, all of that, like, just accentuates what he is, which is an ass kicker. He's older and, than John Cena. He's older. Isn't that crazy? Than John Cena. God. I mean, we all black don't crack. I mean, again, um, <laughs> bro, I, bro, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just, I. I don't know what just happened here, but I'm, yeah, that, I'm, that, you, you blacked out for I'm, five minutes. I'm losing. I'm losing it talking. I, something happened on Monday night after when he came out after John Cena, and I thought about how he looks and how it was the first time I looked at John Cena. I was like, he's kind of looking old. Like it was the first time I noticed it with John Cena. Anytime he's come back, where I've been like, maybe you shouldn't have taken your shirt off this time. Um, and then I saw that. I was just like, what? What are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? Uh, anyway, still shouldn't will Austin, uh, theory. Um, I, I'm with you on everything pretty much. Uh, I think they're going to do it in a way that massively, massively protects Lashley. I don't know if that's someone comes out to start a new feud with Lashley. I don't know, you know, exactly. Finger poke, bow blow, roll up. Like I, I think it, I think it's going to be more than that. I think there's going to be interference. I think there's going to be lots and lots of nonsense in this match. They're going to protect Lashley in every way they can. Um, but yeah, I think the theory Cena for the U.S. title thing is, is too good to pass. But off. Real question: Who is that at this point? Like the feud, or yeah, or who's could it be new muscle for theory? Oh, okay. That would be You're, the other possibility. Uh, yeah, it could be that. I guess. I guess that's the way that could go. Like that is part of what I'm worried about is that like Bobby Lashley. The way again, remember, I'm prepared to propose. Like I'm trying to, to yes. move in and start a life with him. I, I feel like <laughs> should be doing something extraordinarily significant at SummerSlam. What would that be? Uh, I'm just trying to think of who's like not booked because I would say Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Gunter. Yeah, I mean, but no, AJ, I'm not sure if you heard one, one time, one time. In fact, they're not even allowed to talk to each other otherwise. Like, they're not allowed to have any remote interaction between the two. Is it like you you could maybe say you try to do something with, uh, God, I'm already forgetting the stupid stables name now that uh, Judgment Day, Judgment Day, I guess. But but you you would think they're doing something with Edge there. You would think. so if, they're if, out he, if he's that. not really hurt, is is that a fake hurt injury or is that a real injury? I'm pretty sure it's. I haven't heard that it's real. Is it? Se- okay. Is the answer Seth? But Seth seems to be doing something with Riddle. Oh God! And oh, didn't they yeah, wrestle like they a did. thousand times? They did. 
God, I don't know, man. I just, all right, anyway, I'm sorry. We can only do so much of me just just drooling thinking about Bobby Lashley right now. <laughs> you got to calm down about that. Uh, Brandon? The should is theory. If they think he's going to fight John Cena, I think, I listen, I don't think he should have the belt if he's fighting John Cena, so that makes the should complicated. But I think that it's tough to have him lose. <laughs> and then, I mean, you it's so soon. Like, if, if, if SummerSlam were in three months, I, I think anything's on the table here. So I think the should is theory. I think there's a chance that they do want to get the title off of him for this John Cena thing. And I think maybe there's a chance that this is some kind of screwy thing and that, you know, he's distracted by something and then Bobby Lashley locks him in the hurt lock or something. I don't know. I'm going to say that they, I think Lashley might actually be winning this because I, I, I don't think you want a belt on the person that's fighting John Cena. If, if that's really happening, I think you get the belt off of him because I think it's, it makes, you know, I think we all probably, well, that's a conversation for another day, but like, let's say that we think that theory should, should get that crowning moment of, of beating John Cena. I don't know if they would actually do that, but it definitely telegraphs the ending because John Cena is not winning the U S title and then leaving. So I, I think that, I think Bobby Lashley, I think should theory will Bobby Lashley. All right, and that brings. Here's the thing, though. Here's something, you're, here's something you're missing out of that, though. Analysis, Brandon, is that I agree with you that John Cena's not going to leave, but would it be outside the realm of possibility to say John he Cena re- wins? Like he the retires US the belt or something? No, nah, not retires the belt. He he has an open challenge the next night, and then uh, somebody who we don't expect, maybe a returning superstar or maybe someone even like Edge, comes out and beats him for it. God, I hate that. <laughs> well, wait, with just edge the edge the part. Area. Just the edge part. You don't want Edge Cena one more time? No. <laughs> not, if, not if it could be like, you know, so someone that could, I don't know. But I, we don't need to get into that whole conversation right now. But I, I think Braun if, if Breaker. It, Braun Breaker. Yeah, if it's and, and like, you, you if do, it's something you, like that, I'm in. Yes. You, you, put, you put him in Angle and then him in uh, Breaker side by side. That's pretty cool, actually. Actually, you know what? You just really sold me on that. Yeah, Damn. you sold me on that, too. <laughs> you really I sold like me Braun. on that. I'm yeah. all in on that. All right, and that brings us to one last one, the uh, men's Money in the Bank match. I didn't realize. We still don't know. There's still somebody missing from... Yes, there's someone missing. How are, one and, more. And how are they determining that? I think it's Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel or whoever. Oh, the, right. Well, well, it was supposed to be on yeah, Raw. Yeah, but, but they apparently said it was Kevin Owens quote, rescheduled. Kevin okay, Owens I, was I, hurt. I didn't know if they just apparently. canceled that or they moved it to SmackDown. No, so the there word, was also a time where they had eight people and then they moved it back to seven. So it was very weird. There was a report today that Owens was hurt, but it wasn't something significant. So they might just be able to move it to Friday, perhaps. I don't know. We'll find out. By the way, they didn't say it's on SmackDown. They just said this match had to be rescheduled. It's on main event. Ah, that, there you go. That's the answer to all of that. It might be by, happening. By the way, by the way yeah. I'm guessing it happens at Hitsville. <laughs> After money. Oh, damn it. We definitely, we're definitely build, yeah, we're definitely booking Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel at his wheels. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Maybe you can get Elrod. That's a lie. Everybody knows I'm lying because I would, I would only book Elias. What about <laughs> Elrod? Yeah, what about Elrod, you son of All right. Um, just, just Elias. I, I like Elias. I loved. We all loved Elias. By the way, if you're looking for just a, a bit, a, you know, a, a 
big win for Lashley that you can do quickly. Kevin Owens isn't the worst idea either. All true. He's not. No, you know what? That's actually, I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, Seth Rollins, uh, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omos, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and To Be Determined. I'm first. Um, look, I'm set all along what the answer should be, and I'm not going to waver from it. Um, Drew McIntyre should, and it should set up him challenging for the title and winning the title at Clash of the Castle. Drew McIntyre should, and while I know better just for the sake of my sanity, I'll say he will. I know damn well he will not, but I just don't want to go there. So Drew McIntyre should and will. See, I'm I'm going to go a different direction for the should just because you don't need you can use the briefcase. I have no problem with well, I shouldn't say no problem at all. But um, you don't need the briefcase for Drew to challenge. I understand. We're just in a, we're in a very unique situation, Aaron, where I there's know. there are no belts. There's no I championships. Understand, I understand that, which is why you should put the the should is the answer. You have someone already involved with Roman Reigns, already involved in storylines, has been the best thing all year. Do it. The should is without a question of a doubt. The should is Sami Zayn. Yes. If the story is there, it creates a compelling will he, won't he. It's something that can drag on for six months. It can do whatever you want with it. The answer is Sammy Yes, Zane. it requires you to believe there's a world in which they would let Sammy Zayn be the one to defeat this Roman Reigns. No, 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 no. I'm not saying will. This is no, should. No, but that's part of and the should. should the is- part of the should is that you want that viable chase. But you're trying to create a chase in which it's Sami Zayn that they're going to have be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Which they should absolutely believe in. By the way, that's also if you believe that the person should always win the title. No, I don't it, I don't believe the person I, should it's always not win about, the title. It's just about the belief. And it's also if you don't and it's also if you believe that Sammy can't hold it for a year. Right, right. To he do, can hold it forever. To do well for a year, you can hold it for one. Cashing on Cody Rhodes after he wins WrestleMania. right at WrestleMania, you could oh do my that. God, that would make but it that would actually be great. Life. If he teases about Roman forever and then cashes in when someone beats Roman. Now, you know what? I'm not opposed to that. Oh but, my god! But I don't believe it. Go ahead. Again, I don't necessarily believe it's going to happen, but that's 100% the should. Yeah. Is Sami Zayn wins? The will is Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say the should. I, I agree. I like the Sami Zayn thing. Of course, the, stunner, stunners. Brandon said, "I like the Sami Zayn thing." No, shocker, right? Yeah. No, I. We've been talking about this. Like, I love him fake being in the bloodline. It's one of the no, greatest it's, it's things. Incredible. There's no doubt. Ever the videos of him doing Roman's move set on house shows is just phenomenal. Um. So yeah, that's the should for me, and the will, the will's a little problematic because I think while I agree with your logic on Drew, you could also just do that match. Like he doesn't have to have the money in the bank to do that match. No. and I think that there's one person without knowing who the oh, we're assuming the TBD is probably going to be Kevin Owens or you know or Ezekiel Elrod, or whatever. Yeah, Elrod. <laughs> um. <laughs> The will is obviously Omos. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the will should be Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is going to win the match, I believe. I think that you've got more... Uh, I think he, he needs something to sort of... After losing to Cody Rhodes a bunch of times, I think to make him threatening, to make him more of the show, to make him more... I mean, he's... One, he's again, we don't talk about it that often because I think we just take it for granted... Also one of the most compelling characters on the show right now. 
Um, I think, uh, yeah. So I think the should is Sammy. I think the will is Seth Rollins. And then I think, you know, some some of the rest of it shakes out with some storylines uh, to, to have all these other people be busy along the way. AJ. I think the should is Seth Rollins. I genuinely think Seth Rollins is obviously one of the best of this generation. Um, one of the best to ever do it. And people hated this, his new character when he first debuted in all these loud ass suits. And people are finally starting to recognize the greatness in it. Um, but I'm going to go off the beaten path here for the will. Who would be better with the Money in the Bank briefcase than one Matt Riddle? Here's why. Matt Riddle wins the Money in the Bank. Randy comes back. He's involved in a feud with Randy after Randy comes back because, you know, Randy's seeing that Matt's starting to get individual success and it starts to get to him and the Viper can't change his old ways, which puts Matt Riddle in a storyline where it's not based around the money in the bank, right? Until it is, and he has to beat Randy Orton to to maintain the money in the bank. He beats Randy Orton, and then he has a credible win over Randy Orton. So when he cashes in on Roman Reigns, it looks, it feels, it is right. Now, I would love for this to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think that is the best way to go because the money in the bank, when it was first made, it was to give guys who hadn't really got their due a chance to be world champion. Mm-hmm. And we all love Matt Riddle. Who doesn't love Matt Riddle? No Who doubt. doesn't think Matt Riddle would be a credible WWE champion? I've We've had a lot of discussions. Glenn doesn't that. think I'm, this. I still struggle. I think that they are... Put, I've been on the Riddle train for a while. No, I think they're finally showing their signs of their belief in him. I thought for a I while... Mean, I- their signs of belief in him when they made him tag team partner with Randy Orton. I get it, but they were still like oh, they were still really doing nothing but pot jokes with him. And the last few months, you started to see a shift towards him being the guy welcoming everyone to Raw. And oftentimes, the moment you become that guy, it's because they're signaling something new about you. Um, I- that that's something that I I don't talk about a lot. I've noticed more of that in the last couple of months. The and, yeah, and he was on the Tonight Show. The welcome like, the welcome to Raw guy is yes. is a different thing. Um, and it's not always that that person's the person's going to win a championship, but it does signify a different thing than just the guy who's asked to do all of the weed jokes. Yeah, I mean, but I also just think like in the world where. Roman Reigns can't be beaten. The people that beat him have to be credible threats. And I'm not saying, I. we all know I love Sami Zayn as much as anybody, right? Mm-hmm. But like, Sami Zayn beating him with the Money in the Bank briefcase would be perfect. But Matt Riddle could cash in his 
Money in the Bank briefcase in advance, challenge Roman Reigns to a match, and him beating Roman Reigns in that match would be credible. Those are two different things. All right. I mean, it'd be... What it, do you make of the sloppy, like, you can't challenge Roman Reigns anymore part of this? Is it like, but if you have the briefcase, you can do whatever you want kind of thing? Yeah. It's wrestling. <laughs> I mean, I don't... But like, they went another way to do that. You yeah, know but what I, mean? I don't think... I don't think that works. Like, I don't think you get to say, well, yeah, but the thing I agreed to gets canceled out just because I want a briefcase. Like, you agreed to it. You agreed. So it's, you it's like weird that he's in the match. You know, like when they put him in the match, like obviously he well, deserves but we, to be we, in the match. We've had this before, though, where someone said you can't challenge them and they've won the Rumble and then they can challenge because they've oh, yeah, won but the it's, Rumble. I get it. In, in, the world of pro in the world of pro wrestling, of course, you can do anything. But, like, why put that stipulation in? If it's to throw you off the scent for I, winning the bank. I, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll find out. We will find out. I mean, but all of that doesn't. It's, Drew McIntyre should be the one beating Roman Reigns at Clash of the Castle. Like, that's that's the answer. He should be the one at this point dethroning Roman Reigns. Um, I love Matt Riddle. I'm all in on Matt Riddle. Love the guy. He should not be the one dethroning Roman Reigns. Now, you know, holding the briefcase and for a while and maybe revisiting that later on in the year. But what I, what I worry about is that most of the time we see someone hold the briefcase for a while, it's because they don't have a plan. Um, and they either force yeah, also, something. I, one thing that you said, one thing that you said that I, I needed to, you, you're saying that it should be, I get what you're saying. Cause it's clash of the castle. And, yeah. In his hometown. And all that, but like the guy who we said it all the time and people got mad when Brock Lesnar beat undertaker because Oh, the person that gets that rub should be new talent, right? Drew McIntyre does not need to beat Roman Reigns. He doesn't. He doesn't need to. No, but it's the guy that they can then signify is the guy for the next ten years. Like this is their announcement of here's here's who our company is for the next decade, and the way we talked about it, AJ is like. Brandon and I went to this house show uh, in Baltimore that nobody was at. I mean, no one was at around Christmas time. Not quite as bad as the one that Aaron and I went to when the main event was was at Mark Henry versus Kane, and it was the only <laughs> match involving no, anyone. No, I think that was the pre made It was like Del Rio versus Big Show, maybe? Uh, dude, Something I don't like know. It was, yeah. one, it was one of the worst <laughs> ones. Somehow worse. Yeah. Um, but we went to this house show, and what I noticed is Drew McIntyre is the guy for everyone under the age of 18 like they worship the guy that has the sword and the idea that you could anoint someone as being your star of stars for the next 10 he's only 37 like keep that in mind it's it, we've, we've known drew mcintyre for a while and because he's math he's still only 37 you've got a good eight to ten years there that you can get out of that as anointing him as being this is the dude for some time to come. Which, frankly, is what they did with Brock Lesnar when they had him beat The Undertaker. I mean, yeah, they did. But also, I don't know, maybe I'm biased. I I love what Drew McIntyre does, but, like, if it's not going to be Roman Reigns, the guy should be Seth Rollins. Um, I hear you, but he doesn't look like Drew McIntyre looks. That's also true. He I mean, definitely does not. Like that's, I, I think that's, point. I think that's the he reality look of it. Good in underwear, right? Why, so. Yeah, correct. I mean, I just think that's sort of the reality of it. I think Drew McIntyre is the one that looks the best in the underwear, and so if he we definitely know, definitely does look 
He's very impressed. good in his underpants. There's no question about that. No debate. All right. Uh, AJ, we want to throw in one more plug for Hitsville. Yeah. Wait, we, uh, didn't pick, we didn't pick the WWE title match. Thank you. Uh, oh, wait. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate You're welcome. you. Uh, go ahead. Uh, you know, Hitsville USA this Sunday, July 3rd at the Sausage Castle, Orlando, Florida. Um, it's going to be a great show, man. We're back up and running. I haven't been running the Sausage Castle since before I got to WWE, so this is my first first shot back. We're going to have more shows. We'll have another show in September. We'll have another show in October. We'll have another show in December. It's going to be big, man. I'm very excited for this run um, because when I did SCW last time, it was just me, right? It was just me, and I had the row, but the row was just people that I would say, hey, you want to come out with me? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I didn't have anybody to carry the load with me. And now I got to Hootie and Brianna, and I really think that we can do something super special at SCW. And I'm really excited for it, man. So, um, like I said, July 3rd, this Sunday, uh, go to MikeBusey.com slash wrestling uh, if you want to get your tickets, as well as uh, you can get them at the gate. But there's probably going to be uh, the difference between this place and other places is other wrestling shows are at work schools and, you know, uh, sometimes warehouses and other things like that. This show is on a private property, 80 acres, the adult Disney World. So you're not going to be able to get on the property unless you buy your tickets at the gate of the property. So come early, be prepared, unless you buy them in advance. Um, it'll be worth it, man. So, uh, SCW this Sunday, Hitsville, USA. Come check us out. Awesome. Uh, of course, follow him on all social media at AJ Francis 410. There he goes. He is the main event. AJ Francis, aka Frank, aka Huhada. Nah, nah. Hey, and eat that butt, all right? Eat the butt of the bread, man. Make sure you eat. Everybody go out and eat some butt this weekend, man. Do not leave. Do not leave the end of the bread. Make sure you eat butt all week. Every time you get bread, make sure you eat the butt, man. Or or, or avoid it all together and just toss the salad. All right. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Appreciate you, pal. Peace. Uh, Aaron, you want to give us the odds because we skipped right past that. Do you want to run down odds for? Um... Yeah, most most of the odds weren't that interesting, which is why I didn't force it. Uh, so, the site we normally use doesn't have any of either of the money in the banks. But as far as the matches go, theory the theory Lashley match is most interesting. It's theory minus two hundred, Lashley plus uh, one forty. Usos are minus four hundred favorites, and then Ronda and Bianca are both mi- minus fourteen hundred favorites. Um, however, I did find on a UK site. There are odds for the Money in the Bank ladder matches, which are kind of interesting. So um, in, in the UK, they use the, the fraction format instead of the, the American odds. So Becky Lynch is uh, 19 over 20, which is basically like a minus 105 favorite. Okay. Uh, Alexa Bliss is 11 to 4, plus 275. Liv Morgan is 11 to 4. Lacey Evans, 7 to 2. Asuka, 8 to 1. Raquel, 8 to 1. And Shotzi, 20 to 1. All right. Um, the men, 
Seth Rollins is a one to two or a minus two hundred favorite. Okay, which surprises me yeah, that he's. I mean, I, I'm surprised that anyone's that big of a favorite. I, I well, I would think that it would be between Seth and Drew. Like I, yeah, I, that's. I would think it'd be more split between the two of them, but it's still Seth Rollins. Like I get right. It. No, but I mean, I, I would have guessed both of them would be like three to two. Honestly, right. okay. um, Seth Rollins is one to two. Drew McIntyre and Riddle are both nine to four. Uh, Sami Zayn's three to one. Omos is eleven to one, and Sheamus is seventeen to one. All right, very good. Um, let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit. We had to tape a bit earlier this week because, again, I am working the uh, World Lacrosse Championships, and so I will be unavailable for a few days. Um, we have that we have. So when you hear this, if you listen to it on Thursday or Friday, and you're like, "Boy, it's weird. They they don't talk about what happened on Dynamite." It's because we don't know. We taped this on Wednesday afternoon. That said. I, I'm assuming we all watch Forbidden Door. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about what came out of that, um, which to me, the, the storyline is kind of what I kept saying it was going to be. For It was it, it was not the, the, the all-time greatest show. I mean, the, the, the separate the nonsense from the people that just, you know, suckle at the teat of AEW. It was a fun show. It was, there were good wrestling matches. There were really good wrestling matches. Um, you know, it, was it worth sacrificing a month of programming for? Probably not. Was that also, you know, further hurt by the CM Punk situation and, and the MJF situation and everything else going on? There are bigger problems. There's still just sort of this mess of so many people, so many various things that you're doing, and how do you clean that up moving forward? And those are all problems, but... The show itself, as I expected, was a fun wrestling show with some really good wrestling matches. Yeah, I, I didn't expect more than, you know, basically what amounted to a really fun exhibition night. And that's what I got was, you know, a really fun exhibition night. Um, obviously, there are some things that will roll over. Uh, Claudio showing up mm-hmm. and. As I kind of hinted at last week, they are going right into kind of rehashing. And I really wish there was a week between uh, a dynamite in between uh, the, the pay-per-view and blood and guts. So they could actually, you know, do that for a week because I assume they're going that direction. Um, when, that, when, you say, when you say you assume they're going that direction, what do you, the, what? the, uh, this, the Claudio Eddie Kingston, right. feud, which is they, so for, for those who don't know for the two, two plus years leading up to Claudio Cesaro getting signed by WWE, one of the more heated rivalries in independent wrestling was Claudio and Eddie Kingston in Shikara and it started in Shikara, branched out to other independents as they did that. So to me, it feels like, especially with, you know, the, what happened at the end of the night and they kind of leaned into that a little bit with, uh, Eddie being really pissed that Claudio was out there. Um, that'll kind of play out at blood and guts tonight. So I, but I do wish we kind of had a week in between to kind of hash that out. But, you know, I guess you had to have it in this show for whatever reason. Um, well, I mean, they also didn't know they were doing a thing with Claudio for what it's worth. I mean, true, like, true. but I, yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, they, they announced yeah, Brian a, Danielson was supposed right, to, right. They announced a right. major arena show in Detroit that was supposed to be blood and guts. And now all of a sudden there's a Claudio thing that exists. So I, yeah. you know, who knows what was part of the, like, was Claudio always part of the plans? Was he nothing more than a pivot? You know, I, 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 I don't have those answers. Well, I, I, I know do know that, that, that Tony Khan said that he's been under contract for a while. Which is interesting because that was counter to what the report. Yeah, there were been. some reports. Otherwise, that's a good point. 
Um, um, and, but and so, also keep so, yeah. we also never know. With all due respect, unfortunately, Tony Khan's now made himself the person that we have never we know have no idea right. if anything he says is anything in the neighborhood of truth. Um, and that's not that's not to say he's evil. It's just it's there's it's it's corny <laughs> it goes it goes back to what we're talking about there there is a difference between outright lies and carnival barking not that i'm trying to justify any of it but we are acknowledging tony khan is a full-on carnival barker at this point so unfortunately what comes with that is when you maybe want to try to get information out there that benefits you the the majority of us are left saying yeah we have no idea like there was something Boy, I've talked before about how I, I the cage side is the place where I go because I think they do the best job of kind of combining everything. And the boy, the way they said it this morning was so perfect. They said, uh, quote, for whatever it's worth, Tony Khan claimed the Forbidden Door event garnered over $5 million on pay-per-view. Just the perfect way of saying it. Right. Like, I... Wait, say that again? They said, for whatever it's worth, Tony Khan claimed... The Forbidden oh, Door event yes. garnered over five million dollars on pay per view, which it's possible, but like maybe you know what I mean. Like you know, oh right. If we if we constantly are going to say WWE is lying about their attendance figures, right. we have to question him too. Well, right. no, we've got reason to question. Like he's a carnival right. barker. Yeah, but, That's what he right, does. Right, right. Like we have reason to question everything. As as like we noted popping up, there was a weird bit where an event that sold out very quickly suddenly had lots of cheap tickets available. Lots, lots of them. <laughs> um, there is an unbelievable amount of now reason for us to think there is a separation between what Tony Khan says and the truth. And again, that's that. It, there's somewhere it's it's a professional wrestling carnival barking thing where. He wants to suddenly be able to do both things, both be the carnival barker that's the leader of a promotion and then be the guy. But when I talk to you in an interview, I'm telling you that. Sorry, dude. Like, it's over. It's just over. It doesn't mean it's like, you know, MJF got that's the funny thing about these scrums. Like we know. In Japan, for instance, Mm -hmm. scrums are almost entirely in character. And if you're sitting in on that, you know that like we know that for a fact. Yep. In this one, they've tried to blur the line so much that when he says something about MJF on this last one, we have no idea if that's real or if that's in character because he does both in every press conference. Yep. Well, it, it's reality. also kind of nauseating how much the scrum is just to um, – like have you ever met somebody that buys you a gift, right, or, or like gets you something and then they have to tell you the story of like how cheap they found it for or like – like how smart they were to get it at a certain time because they're sold out or whatever. Like that's what he's doing in these things. It's like, he has to like, he has to tell you all of the, all of the perceived like inside baseball things he did to like, he's like, he's patting himself on the back basically the whole time. Um, Oh yeah. And I had him under, like, well, who and, cares? And, yeah, well, right. does any of this matter? What'd you say? I said, and he has to use it to hug all of the new wrestlers. Well, I was just a, so I was just about to say that the, <laughs> this picture of him hugging Cesar or Claudio. <laughs> yeah, I had to laugh, and, and like this isn't a person I will give credit for many things, but um, I have it pulled up here. Vince <laughs> Vince Russo of all people. <laughs> this just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> he posted the picture. 
bro, what are we doing here? I don't even hug my wife like that. Stop it. Is he crying? <laughs> I, I, I do love how some, someone did a did like a, a side-by-side of like all of the Triple H points with all of the Tony hugs. Just like <laughs> that that's the thing to let you know that you've arrived. You know, just like in NXT, it's the Triple H point. Right. In AEW, it's the Tony hug. Um, it's like the face he's making when he's hugging. I don't know. Anyway, look, I, it's funny. It's funny. Yes, I'm not. Hey, I am by no means uh, here trying to say that um, everything that Tony Khan says is a lie, and it's it's not. I just don't. We don't know. We don't know. We have no clue if if that really means that Claudio is under contract for some time, or if he's just saying that because he gets his rocks off thinking that he's duping the internet and somehow in some way, I, I don't, I have no idea. Um, we all knew, I, I thought the Moxley thing was again, a bit over the top. This goes back to things that I don't like anymore. And I think it was also, I know it's going to sound weird. They had done so many big things during the course of the night Unfortunately, it got to that point. I was just kind of ready for the card to be over. Like, oh, right. And there's still a championship match. You know how we would talk about that with WrestleMania some years? And I get that this was not a seven hour card or something like that. But you've done so many things and you've gone so over the top that something about Moxley bleeding it, it just, it just kind of felt forced to me. Like, this is an interim championship match. This doesn't feel right. Um, and, and maybe I'm being too critical, but I, I, it's just the way that I felt watching it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it just kind of depends on, I, I agree. The blood felt a little forced, uh, you know, it was a big match. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. I definitely see the point. I didn't really feel that way, but I didn't necessarily think it added to it either, which is probably a big indictment as well, because anytime you bleed, it should. Yeah, it's, so it's, you have blood and guts coming up this week. Yeah, you know, like, like I, I, I almost, I don't know, I, it just sort of made me like roll my eyes, you know, like okay, okay, okay. I mean, I guess it's an interim championship match. That's what we're doing on a night where you didn't have to do that. Like you just, it wasn't necessary. You had done so many wild wrestling matches during the course of the night. You didn't need to do this. That was just the way that I felt about it. Um. You know, I'm trying to think of what else matters from an AEW perspective that came out of Forbidden Door. I mean, uh, one thing, just in a big picture sense, like, because we talked about it last week, uh, you know, all the AEW people won except for the two that were for Japanese titles. Well, I mean, well, wait, what do you think? Count- there weren't that. Not counting that- the FTR thing, but they were holding titles too. Well, no, so and it- you're saying you're, you're leaving out Jay White. Like, yeah, that was for a title. That he held. Oh, you're saying. But I mean, how how many New Japan AEW matches were there were that like didn't involve one. one title or another? Yeah. Like you you had. No, so every other. Uh, all the other matches weren't for belts and AEW people won. But so but did like New Japan, all the like, clusterfuck Sh- team matches. But like Shingo, Shingo got the pin in the in that match. Oh, because they both had people on the. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's yeah. fair. I, I forgot that the team ones. I just think Jericho, you know, in my head. Look, I, you know, I I don't have a lot else to say. It it was it was a fun night. That was, but you know, that's what it was. It wasn't the greatest card in pro wrestling history. It was a fun night, and 
I, I think there is a... I say there's a warranted bait. I, I don't think there's a warranted debate. I don't think it was worth everything you did for the last month to get this because I don't think it was necessary. Like, you did so many things still without really introducing new people. I, if you didn't care about Okada three weeks ago, I don't think you suddenly care about Okada. Um, so I just don't know if it was work, worth all... Of, and I say I don't know. I'm pretty convinced it wasn't worth all of the lengths that you went to. I think you could have just announced a show, announced some matches, and done it, and still gotten basically everything that you got on Sunday night. Largely agree with that last point. And and when we kind of said that what, when this show was first announced is that, you know, because of who this is targeting, because of what this is, because, you know, as it turns out, who was involved that you did have Okada and Tanahashi and those guys. Yes, largely the, the bill didn't add anything to it. And I think uh, that not largely the bill didn't add anything to it. And I think even the most stringent diehard AEW fan would agree that they're glad that the build moved on, you know, is, is moving on now. Uh, yep. I, I, that's, that's just sort of where I'm at. All right. Yep. Um, so anything else, again, not knowing, I, I, I'm admitting to you guys, I didn't watch NXT yet because I've, I've got too much going on. Was there anything no, that happened? I haven't happened? seen it yet either. Okay. I, I saw the, I saw the promo. I didn't watch all of it, but I saw the promo segment, which is good between uh, Cameron Grimes and, uh, and Braun Breaker. Like okay. it was a, fun segment okay. um but nxt is you know yep it's where it is right now it's where we are i see that they signed valerie lareda officially okay it's bellator star okay bellator star i don't know who she is they're making a big deal out of it though good for them uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then i guess this is our obligatory hey but at least they continue to embarrass themselves by putting vince mcmahon on television constantly at least that continues to be a thing so we've got that going for us you know i i shouldn't be surprised there there is a part of me that's sur- uh, slightly surprised that scene is okay with it you know what i'm glad you brought that up aaron because i did have a moment on monday night where i said to myself i wish he could be the one guy that could step in and say no nah, dude i don't need this i i don't and and this is the problem and for as much, I think that overwhelmingly, we all agree that John Cena deserves a great deal of respect for everything he does with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I do think what we've forgotten is he is truly the most company man that has ever existed. And that bummed me out on Monday. It really did bum me out that at a time where John Cena's to to the public never been more likable that he couldn't say but I won't just keep being the company man when I come back I I have to step in at some point and say something I to your point I don't think I would expect him to do it I'm bummed out that he can't I'm yeah. bummed that he with everything going for him for him and needing nothing from WWE couldn't be the one to say I don't need this. I, I don't. I don't want this. This is wrong. Let's let's not do this. And if what that means is that I don't do this, I'll be okay. I'll be all right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass on being the guy that comes back and helps try to whitewash Vince McMahon. But 
you know, we know better. We just we we know better. That's never been John Cena's way. He has been, you know, what straight line, whatever the company wants, I'm gonna be that guy forever. And so just a bummer. It was just a bummer thinking about that because we have started because of the other things that he does. Look, I mean, I've cried 20 times watching the video of the of him with the kid from the Ukraine. Like, mm-hmm. I, we have we have more affinity for the person John Cena than we've ever had before. I just hate the fact that that's how it was followed up. Yeah, it's almost kind of gross because you could. T- I feel like you could tell that they were that like his people or whoever were like. Yeah, but just don't like make sure Vince McMahon's not in the ring when he gets there. Yeah, don't don't have like a, a picture of them together. Because you know, normally he would have been, and so like I feel like, and this is just me making. I mean, maybe not, but like it no, feels I, I, like I had the same thought, and actually, just as you were saying that, I, I googled to see was there a picture of them together, and there wasn't. And it feels like like he wasn't in the backstage, and you think every other time he would have been front and center for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if they know enough to not do that then they know enough to not do it at all or or not or maybe just say insist that he doesn't introduce him or whatever it is um you know whether he can be there or not that's you know i I think we've all we've talked ad nauseum about how impossible that it's going to be to remove him from the apparatus unless someone that's in charge of that apparatus. Well, you know, because there is because there is no apparatus. He's, he's the one in charge. Right. right. There's there is no apparatus. Mean, but right. But if there was, that's the only way. That, like John Cena isn't getting him out of Gorilla or whatever. Right. And then that's fine. I don't think anybody would ask. But if he has enough that. power to to get him out of frame with him, like you would think he would have enough of the yeah. enough you, power to be introduced you, by the ring announcer. Right. You, you, you say. You want to be part of this? Fine. You can do segments with Theory, but I can't do any segments with you. Right. Or or it's, if, if they think that, that it requires somebody besides the ring announcer to do the segment, then, you know, find somebody. Ca- call whoever and ask them to come in and help you out. It's just gross. Just gross. Or tell Michael Cole he's doing the ring announcing for that segment. You know, like, just gross. Just so gross. So unthinkably gross. But I, I will echo the sentiments of everyone else. I did appreciate the fact that, you know, Daniel Bryan and 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 the big show and Chris Jericho, Jericho. and all that. I thought yeah. I thought that was it was neat. And I think all pro wrestling fans like that. So thumbs up um that WWE was willing to um go that route and thumbs up that AEW was allowing them to participate. So I'm 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 in favor of all of that. Anything else we need to cover? I don't think so. I think we're pretty good. Very good. Let's get some plugs in. Aaron. Uh, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. You can find it on uh, Masson if you have the Xfinity app. It, there is a VEASAN Xfinity app as well. And of course, we're in the dog days of summer, so check that out for any football futures as well as hot dog eating contests, baseball, and whatever else we have coming up uh, over the next few months. Very good. And follow me on Twitter at the AOster. Uh Brandon. Uh, we announced Kip Moore. I think we said that last week, but the tickets actually go on sale this week. Uh, that's Saturday, September 24th. And we just announced uh, the return of The Front Bottoms uh, with The Joy Formidable. That'll be a really good show uh, Thursday, October 20th. And tickets for that are on sale now. Uh, Ramsheadlive.com for all tickets at Ramsheadlive on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. I don't know what the show is going to be like the next couple of weeks. This is the final time I come to you from uh, the Press Box Studios in oh, Baltimore, wow. in Hamden. Um, we are moving into the county uh, in the next couple of weeks. So there's going to be a 
bit of an issue. We, we'll probably be able to do some form of show next week, probably. Then I'm going to be on a boat in two weeks and utterly You're unavailable. On I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm bringing my uh, flippy floppies and my nautical theme Pashmina Afghan uh, for that trip. We get to see that song <laughs> my, live. By the way, the funniest part, too, is when I said to Brandon walking into the show, I'm like, Dude, I just don't know what this is gonna be. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm expecting. And like two songs in, he looked at me and he's like, "God, how stupid are you?" <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it was the greatest time I've ever he's had. Like, are you sure? Are you sure we should? Like, I don't like, know if I. I just what, don't know what. A, I just be? don't know what I'm getting into. Like, what am I going to watch? And like, literally, uh, every awesome song you've ever yes, heard from two, them. Two songs in, he just looks at me and he's like, "God, you're stupid." <laughs> when you're right you're right <laughs> like, i can't argue with that so um i just don't know how that, I th- again i think there'll be some form of show next week it might just all be on zoom and it'll sound that way you know that just might be the way that it goes um and i don't know what the boys will choose to do while i'm gone but i will be utterly and completely unavailable so wait 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 i have to share one more thing about that okay so so i was talking to someone um who works for the the venue that that was held at and that so that show sold out like six thousand people were at that show, right? I believe it. And it sold out immediately. It didn't even like eventually sell out. Like it blew out at the on sale. And so I was like talking to someone about that. I was like, wow, you know, and I I had stopped short of saying I had been there, right? And I was about to say that, and then this person was like, yeah, I mean, it's six thousand people, and I was like, who who? who goes to this right and they <laughs> and they were like and they they kept going and they were like then we we're like oh yeah these are like people that live with their grandma and like and i realized that very quickly that she was describing wrestling fans <laughs> <laughs> like 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 what like what what like people who don't yeah watch wrestling think about wrestling fans is exactly how she was describing who was at lonely island and i was like we were there <laughs> <laughs> Definitely were. Do you remember what their three rules were for the show? Because I just remember that being maybe my favorite. Uh, everything that happened that night when they and it was like have fun, no tunneling under the stage, and no parents or something like that. They're like they're like we've got three rules for the show. Rule number one: have fun. We're like oh that's sweet. Rule number two: no tunneling under the stage. And rule number three: no parents. I laughed. I laughed. If, if you ever have the chance to see the Lonely Island and you like it, like, no, if you don't like that, yeah, don't you're, go. Yeah, you're not going to be won over, right? But, like, if you like those videos from SNL, like any of the uh, the Lonely Island videos, or if you've heard any of their, I mean, it's almost all of the songs are on their albums, like, that show is so much better than it has any right to be. And it's it's so much fun. Uh, I, I would assume at some point they'll tour again. I but that was the first hope. time they ever toured, by the way. I really hope that's the case. Oh, it was so wonderful. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, for uh, Did I do I did my plugs, right? At Glenclaw Radio, yeah. GlenclawRadio.com. Uh, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Shopping out. Eat the butt.